Rest in peace, Kofi Kingston's WWE title reign. The Joker is the number one movie on the planet. AEW on TNT and SmackDown on Fox debut this week. Hell in the Cell main event outrages the entire planet. And the New York Comic Con, Hasbro has some Marvel Legend reveals and another reason to frustrate me. All that and more today on When Geeks Collide. Steve, When Geeks Collide, here once again, this week, coming at you live from, I guess, my apartment. Uh, let's get right into it, right off the bat. Big news, first stop, the Joker movie. Joker, number one movie in America, number one movie in Canada, number one movie in the entire world. I think it brought in about 94 million domestic and worldwide it's about I know it's definitely over definitely over 250 million um, I'm just gonna check the the numbers right now and see what's shaking uh, I've seen a lot of um, I guess people like calling for the movie to be uh, I guess uh, to boycott it because it's too violent I'm just wondering, what would you uh, expect about going to see a movie about a homicidal uh, clown who happens to be a supervillain? So I'm just looking at the total here for the weekend. Worldwide, 236,000, dollars It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good haul for a movie without uh, Batman. Um, I have yet to see it. I do want to see it very badly. I am, again, we have already talked about it. I am a big, big, big fan of the Joker. Uh, he is my favorite supervillain, and um, I really want to get out and see the movie. I've read a lot of great reviews. I've listened and watched some uh, reviews on podcasts and some videos on YouTube. Uh the uh, the overall uh, census uh, is uh, people are liking it. There's some people saying it's uh, too violent and walking out. Like, just can no one just go and enjoy a movie nowadays in 2019? I feel like that's like the thing. Like, no one can just go out and enjoy themselves. They gotta like rain on everyone's parade. Like all these uh, that what you know the outrage culture. You know, it's a movie um, produced by uh, Martin Scorsese. And it just makes me wonder, like, what are you expecting to see? Like, it's called Joker. It's about the Joker. He is a supervillain. Like, honestly, what what are these people wanting? It's too violent? Really? Is that the thing now? It's too violent? I understand, you know, when Batman... um, not Batman, it was uh, Dark Knight Rises came out and there was that theater shooting and the guy, you know, said he was the Joker. I understand that. I really do. But 
there are movies way more violent than I'm sure uh, this movie is. And, you know, people aren't getting super outraged over that. People aren't getting outraged over horror movies, horror movies, or anything like that. So I think it's just like this whole, you know, people just need something to complain about. And I guess this week, uh, those people want to complain about uh, Joker. But it does also appear that uh, the complaints aren't really being heard because, uh, you know, domestic 96 million, not 94, I'm corrected, 96 million. Uh, it's pretty good uh, take. I believe it is um, rated R. I'm not sure. Let me just check here. I have uh, all the... Uh, yeah, rated R for strong, bloody violence, disturbing behavior, language, and brief sexual images. Images, Like, okay, come on. There's movies way worse than that. Uh, hopefully, I'll be coming at you soon, or maybe Logan Savage with a movie review. i really like to get out and see this. Uh, I'm just super happy to know that it's getting a great, great reviews, and, uh, you know, lots of good buzz, and uh, it topped the box office. I'm sure it's uh, going to do pretty well this week as well. Um, some other news, you know, big week in wrestling. Uh, AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday night. Uh, if you listen to Wrestling With Myself, myself, and uh, Scotty O'Shea, I was a guest. I'm always a guest. Uh we did a live watch along with AEW Dynamite, and uh, we both enjoyed the show. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, this week's episode. I don't know if we're going to be doing a watch along again, but uh, my overall impression was it was it was good. It was it felt like a big deal, you know. Uh, I see a lot of stuff. People saying that NXT had the better matches. And, you know, NXT should. They have almost, like, every top indie guy they want. Or any kind of guy with buzz they have. That's not... Pretty much anyone that's not in AEW is on NXT. And, uh... Yeah, they opened up with Matt Riddle and, uh... Adam Cole. I'm sure that was fantastic. I haven't really watched it. I did watch, uh the tag team title match because I'm a big fan of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly and um, that was a great match and you know people are saying that NXT had better matches but I think it was just AEW there's so much hype going into it so much buzz um, and the difference in just the look of the shows like it felt like a big deal but on the other hand NXT pretty much presented a uh, takeover. So, AEW did win the first week of the ratings. Uh, I don't really uh, follow any of that stuff, so I'm not really going to talk about that. Because it is the first week. Uh, I thought WWE's passive-aggressive uh, <laughs> uh, statement they put out congratulating AEW on uh, a good week and saying that the real winners were the fans and... Uh, I think they ended it with, uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint, uh, classic, you know, uh, WWE, uh, spin, I guess, uh, and also this past Friday, we had WWE 
SmackDown, moving to Fox. Uh, big, big show. They've uh, planned a lot. Um, they announced every star was going to be there. They announced Sting, Undertaker, Stone Cold were going to be there. Uh, I saw Sting on the blue carpet before. Uh, I did not see him on the show. Uh, the legends they did have there, they're all like in the crowd and they kind of just panned to them. Didn't really do anything. Uh, I thought it was a good show, though. Um, they set up some uh, pretty heavy angles uh, with uh, Tyson Fury and uh, Braun Strowman. Uh, you know, uh, after Brock beat Kofi in seven seconds, which we will talk about on its own uh, later. Uh Cain Velasquez came out. Uh, he had uh, defeated Brock Lesnar back in the UFC, and it's a pretty big deal. Um, it was just cool. I, I I like you know right away like he enters. He he's got that win over Brock. He's legitimate. He's legitimate right away. Uh, just some really good stuff, and. Um, yeah, no, I just thought it was a it was a really good show, and uh, yeah, I like I said, I'll get to the Kofi stuff, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of biased because I am I am a fan of Kofi Kingston, and uh, we're gonna talk. Like I said, I'll talk about that in a while. Uh, it'll get its own, uh, I guess, uh, segment. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, how about that, uh, Hell in a Cell main event? Yeah. That good. When in the hell are there disqualifications in, not just Hell in a Cell, any cage match? They don't even do disqualifications in triple threats. But they're doing them in a Hell in a Cell. I saw a video of uh, X-Pac from uh, the, wa the live watch-along. And he was like the same thing. He's like, when in the hell are there uh, DQs in the main event? And not in the main event. In a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I thought it was one of the uh, the funniest things I heard. Here, here it is. Right here. Here it is. You may not ask me back for another one of these, but how the hell do you get DQ'd in a hell of a freaking cell? Did he get DQ'd in a freaking cell? I don't know if he got DQ'd. I mean, will they raise the cell now, so... Alright, he's still the champ. You may not ask me back for another one of these, but how the hell do you get DQ'd in a hell of a freaking cell? Did he get DQ'd in a freaking cell? I don't know if he got DQ'd. I love it. How in the hell do you get DQ'd in a freaking hell in a cell? He's right, they'll probably never ask him back, but yeah, like, what in the hell? And if you watch that clip, it's on YouTube, it's uh, X-Pac, funny reaction to Hell in the Cell ending. Everyone there for the watch-along looks so confused, and so just like, what the fuck just happened, pardon my language. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't understand it, I don't understand why you would think this and it's like because he hit him with the sledgehammer and then i saw clips of triple h like swinging like a baseball bat a sledgehammer in the back of vince mcmahon's head uh back in i think it was uh 2006 
at Unforgiven. I can't quite remember. But, yeah, I just... This company, like... You know, they put on a big show, had some great matches. They don't deliver it on the Promised Legends. So, you know what? If I'm a fan, I'd be like, you know what? That's kind of shitty. But then, the main event... Like, I understand in wrestling, you want to protect guys. So, okay, you want to protect... Seth, you don't want to beat him, you don't want to beat Bray, so you do that, don't book the match if you're not willing to have a guy ready to take the fall, or, you know, with all your creative writers, I'm sure you could have thought of something better than a DQ in a Hell in a Cell, like, some of the stuff the girls were doing, and, um, Becky and, uh, Sasha Banks, like, are you serious? Like, you ma just imagine that, when Becky had... Uh, Sasha sitting uh, on the Kindle sticks on the chair in the corner of the cell and she ran off and threw that drop kick and they called it DQ like just preposterous stuff you know what I mean what I find kind of funny is like how they would even attempt to do these things to completely piss off their fan base when AEW has been getting so much buzz so much press like it's been everywhere it honestly has been everywhere there are like articles about uh you know like biggest uh opening um opening biggest like debut on t like ratings debut on tnt in years and uh you know first show that's non-wwe in years to get such this big audience it's like i don't know why they feel that wrestling fans are stupid especially in this climate of professional wrestling where there is so much wrestling it is so accessible it is so much easier to find pro wrestling to find good pro wrestling you can find it anywhere you can find it in aew you can find it on impact you can find it in ring of honor new japan the promotions in the uk there's you know uh, independentwrestling.tv you know seeing prices and network has so many different feds on it some of the best independent wrestling going you can find in one spot YouTube you can find any everything and they just want to piss off their fans now I'm not going to be one of these anti WWE guys because you know what I grew up on WWE WWF uh Every time I say I'm going to give it up, I still kind of, you know, follow and I watch the pay-per-views. But, you know, this is going to piss people off. And uh, as I'm recording this Raw is on, and I was kind of like, not watching, but I was going through um, my Twitter feed and just seeing some stuff. And it's like, they just pick up right where they left off and they don't care. Like, you know what? They got all the money. They're huge. They're a... Uh, you know, publicly traded company, they have huge television rights, deals, and everybody knows who they are, but nothing lasts forever, uh, I know maybe people think they'll be around forever, but, uh, everything in life has peaks and valleys, and, you know, I don't, I don't even know what to say, uh, in the Kofi stuff, like I said, I'm going to get to that later, uh, but I'm just trying to think what else uh, news other than the Kofi stuff we have to go over. Um, 
I guess uh, New York Comic Con. I'm still kind of catching up to uh, some of the stuff that uh, happened there. Some action figure reviews. Uh, I just kind of want to go into a little mini, um, mini rant about Marvel Legends. Uh, so they have they have released uh, a wave coming out. Um, they revealed it. It's a Fantastic Four wave. It's how they currently look in the comics. So, you know, Mr. Fantastic, update it. Uh, Human Torch, Invisible Girl, and Thing, which is pretty much the Walgreens thing with a little bit different, uh, you know, um, different colors for his shorts, and he's got, like, a belt. Uh, but overall, it's the Thing. It's a it's great figure. Uh, it's like, I hunted this thing for over a year. Finally got it. And it's like... Oh yeah, we're gonna come out with one anyways, and it's gonna be uh, not a Walgreens exclusive, and it's going to uh, be mass marketed, and it's gonna be everywhere. It's funny because like immediately after uh, after like they release the news, it's always funny too when they show uh, Marvel Legend review uh, reveals uh, if there's already like an older version. Uh, so an example is the Jean Grey uh, like '90s outfit. Um, they did a Marvel Legend figure of hers, and super hard to get, hard to find, people wanting so much money for it, but now they're making a new one, and now you can get that other one pretty cheap, and it's starting to pop up, same with the thing, it's hard for me to find them, all of a sudden, since uh, the big reveal that they're making a new one, it's popping up everywhere, Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji, so many ads I'm seeing from, so it's just really funny how people are. Uh, I am currently undecided on that wave. Uh, it also includes a Doctor Doom, which he's, uh, I will be getting him. He is a must. He's a necessary pickup. Uh, there's, uh, Hulk, but it's She-Hulk. Uh, it's not the She-Hulk, uh, that I'm used to. I'm still on the fence, and uh, maybe I'll see, like, even the other ones I don't know about. Uh, we'll see what the build the figure is that's still not, uh, has not been released or uh, revealed. Uh, what they did reveal, though, is the rest of the, some of the X-Men figures that are going to be coming out. It was uh, Sunspot and uh, Warpath, which will be added to the X-Men wave which is the strong guy build a figure wave that has currently, we already know it also has, uh, I think age of apocalypse, uh, X-Men figure, uh, Wolverine. Um, Oh, they also revealed, uh, like X-Men, like blue and yellow costume, uh, Deadpool. So it's pretty cool. Uh, making it a little bit easier to build, uh, your nineties X, uh, X-Force team now with Warpath and uh, sunspot to add to, uh, you know, we got Cannonball and Boom Boom, we got Shadow Star, and we got Cable, and there's Domino as well, but, uh, I think she's more of a modern looking Domino, but, yeah, anyways, uh, so that's pretty much the news, uh, I'll get into some, uh, some action figure pickups later, a uh, new little segment, uh, but yeah, we're just gonna take a, a quick second, uh, I guess uh, not even a commercial break. We don't have commercials. But uh, you know what? Let's uh, throw it to Logan Savage uh, this week with his Savage movie review or his Savage review. And this week he's going to be reviewing 
not a movie uh, currently in theaters, but one I think is on DVD now. Came out a few months ago. Welcome to Marwin. Uh, so uh, let's uh, throw it to uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the last action hero, Kung Fu Logan Savage. Thank you, Steve, and welcome back, mofos. This is Savage Reviews, and today I am reviewing Welcome to Marwin. I know this came out a while ago in theaters, but I just didn't get around to watching it. Watched it recently on the Crave app. Uh, Welcome to Marwin uh, stars uh, Steve Carell from The Office and many other movies. Uh, it It's directed by... Oh, God. Uh, 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 is it... Um, I believe it's... Uh, Zemeckis, um, from, for, I'm blanking on his first name, but it's the director from Back to the Future, Robert Zeme Zemeckis, that's right, <laughs> sorry about that brain fart there, um, so when I first saw the trailer to this, uh, it looked, it looked great to me, and then I heard some bad reviews on it, and it just, wasn't enough to get me to the theater. So I kind of skipped this movie in the theater and waited for it to come on, uh, you know, an app, Netflix or Crave or whatever, and uh, finally checked it out with my family, uh, watched it with my wife and my daughters, and they, they liked it. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was going to be more sad this movie, which was nice that it wasn't. It wasn't like a um, a tearjerker or anything, even though there are sad moments uh, in it. Uh, Steve Corral was uh, vicious, viciously uh, beaten up, uh, you know, almost uh, left for dead, almost died, uh, recovers, and the guys uh, that did this to him, they're, they're in jail already. So we start the movie, and that already happened, and he's well into his um, uh, his trauma. He he is he is um, he's a former artist. I believe he was a comic book artist or something, and now he can't draw because of his injuries and uh, and uh, you know uh, his PTSD. He he can't. He can't draw anymore. So instead of drawing, he is taken to uh, models, these uh, these dolls, toys that he uh, manipulates and takes pictures of, uh, making scenes and portraits uh, like an artist. Uh, so he's like into his camera, into building houses and vehicles and all these little props and stuff like that and he has he almost lives in a fantasy world and his fantasy world he is uh, a general or a colonel or something and he's fighting Nazis and it's almost like the Nazis are the guys that beat him up and he's always fighting against them and he has like a stable of women with him and they all have like you know their expertise right and they always help him out in this war against the Nazis 
So he's living in like this fantasy world and in real life he lives in a trailer and off to the side of the trailer there's this little tiny like village, a miniature village that he has all set up and he takes pictures of and and uh, all the CGI stuff is like so good. I, uh, I really enjoy his fantasy world and mixing in with the the real world and how they both balance out in the movie uh it's very interesting and uh, he he has a new neighbor that moves across the street it's Leslie Mann the uh, girl from uh, 40-year-old virgin they work together before she's the one that pukes all over him in the car and stuff Leslie Mann um who is uh, married to Judd Apatow. Anyway, she moves across the street. He's infatuated with her and goes out to the hobby, local hobby shop who he is like best friends with the hobby shop girl and he works at the local bar and the girl that helps him in the, um, the kitchen, she is part of his fantasy world and he almost collects these women in his lives to help him in his fantasy of killing the Nazis. Anyways, Leslie Mann, he's infatuated with her. He's almost like he border he's borderline creepy in the movie because he watches her from afar from his window, always checking her out. He uh, he he's he also has memory loss, so he doesn't really remember what he was like before. So he's dealing with all this stuff. He, you know, he gets close with Leslie Mann. Uh you know, going over, helping her, her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend comes around and bullies him and he's now part of the Nazis in his fantasy world and um, <clears throat> so he also, while all this is going on, they're also trying to get him to go to court so he can put the guys who did this to him away for a long time like he has a lawyer and friends that are constantly telling him you need to go to your court date you need to be there you need to read this um, this statement so these guys can go away for a long time and um, so there's that whole storyline mixed in with the fantasy storyline where the Nazis are constantly trying to to kill Steve Corral's character. And every time Steve Corral and the women are, are killing the Nazis, they almost like respawn and come back to life. There's also a whole pill addiction uh, storyline where he's addicted to pain pills and he's got uh, one doll who is kind of like the, the, um, the real bad guy of the Nazis. She's the one that's respawning them, and this movie kind of reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Sucker Punch from uh, Zack Sh uh, Snyder, um, just because of the whole fantasy and real life, you know. Uh, so there's a trauma in real life, so you're you're making up this fantasy world. Uh, there's a little bit of that, um, but I really enjoyed this movie. I know that some critics didn't care for it or whatever, but this movie has heart. Uh, it's well acted. Uh, it's based on a true story. Um, 
I, I mean, I really would recommend people to watch this movie. This, this, it's, it's very well done with the CGI and, and the action scenes that uh, the dolls are going through, you know. There's shooting scenes and explosions and car chases and it's very well done. Uh, it's also done by the guy who did Back to the Future. And there's uh, a little homage to Back to the Future where um, uh, Steve Carell's character in this fantasy world has to uh, make a time machine. And he makes a time machine, obviously, out of some kind of vehicle. And it looks like a little bit like the, the time machine from Back to the Future. And, and there's even one part where it, like, uh, it goes into the future and you see the um, the the fire tire marks in the sky. It uh, be, because of course it flies. Uh, yeah, that was cool. I I saw that and I was like, oh my god, they're like, why are they ripping off uh, Back to the Future? And then at the end, I saw, oh, it was directed by Robert Zemeckis, who did Back to the Future, and he, uh, I guess, can't be ripping himself off. I I suppose, but. Um, no, uh, welcome to Marwin. Uh, I'm going to have to say I give this three and a half stars. I really liked it. Um, I recommend it. I'm kind of glad I didn't watch it in the theater. It, 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 it probably would have disappointed me a little bit watching it in the theater. But being at home on Crave, eating my own snacks pausing it when I had to go to the washroom or, or whatever, it, it, it was a, a, a perfectly fine movie. It's a really good movie to watch with your, your you know, wife or, or uh, girlfriend or, or your kids. It, um, there's hardly any swearing in it. Really good movie. I definitely recommend Welcome to Marwin. Uh, three and a half stars. And thank you. Back to you, Steve. Then on the show, for all of you that are big fans of the New Day and Kofi Kingston, Kofi Kingston's title reign ended in seven seconds. He rushed in, Brock Lesnar lifted him up, Brock Lesnar gave him an F5, Brock Lesnar pinned him there in the middle of the ring. It's over. The reign of Kofi is over. All that time that you invested in it, it was for nothing. And then, of course, we have a pay-per-view here today. And how... So that was uh, from the uh, Figure Four on Weekly Online Wrestling Observer, uh, Brian Alvarez uh, talking about SmackDown. Uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston is no longer your WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, he had been champion for 180 days, and that's pretty good. Uh, my issue with the whole thing is... Um, I figured there was a good chance Brock would win, um, but I was just hoping something, you know, someone cost Brock, and somehow Kofi uh, was able to keep the title. Um, yeah, uh, seven seconds, like, it's so funny because, like, when Goldberg beat Brock super quick, everyone's like, oh my god, I love it, what a great idea, you know? 
But for Kofi to lose the title in seven seconds, I don't know. It's kind of, to me, a little bit of a slap in the face to the fans because I thought Kofi, with what he was given as champion, did a great job. Uh, and, yeah, he, you know what? For the rest of his career, for the rest of his life, they'll never be able to take away what he accomplished. Uh, you know, being a, essentially a fill-in guy back at the Elimination Chamber and then getting so over the fans, getting so behind him, and getting the match at WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan. Uh, huge, a huge match, you know, like... Without a doubt, a huge match, huge win for him. I love that match at WrestleMania. I thought it was really great. Uh, yeah. Uh, some interesting facts, though, about Kofi Kingston. Uh, as WWE champion, he has held, ha well, has, he held the WWE championship longer than the following Ric Flair. Sergeant Slaughter, The Undertaker, any of his reigns, Kofi's was longer. Uh, I already said Ric Flair. Um, Shawn Michaels, three, uh, three reigns, Kofi's were longer than all of his. Psycho Sid, Kane, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, Mankind, The Rock, uh, Eddie Guerrero, uh, Edge, uh, who else we got? Uh, I'm just looking at a list. Big Show, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, um, not Bradshaw, Rob Van Dam. Did I say Edge? I'm going to say Edge. I think I said Edge. Edge. Uh, Batista, Sheamus, uh, the list goes on. Rey Mysterio, The Miz, who had a 160-day reign. Uh, Alberto Del Rio, two reigns. Uh, Kofi's were longer. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, so, you know, Roman Reigns. Can you believe that? Roman Reigns. Dean Ambrose. Bray Wyatt. Jinder Mahal. You know, so he had a great run. Uh, you know, some of the angles, sometimes he was played, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. Like, uh, some of his finishes were stupid, like with Randy Orton. But in the end, he did win the, he did win, I guess, the feud with Randy Orton. And, uh, you know, you know, 180 days, it's uh, pretty good. And like I said, I just named some all-time greats that he held the title longer than he had a longer reigns then so you know I don't want to talk much about this uh, hopefully he can recover uh, still stay in that top mix because uh, it was a it was pretty cool uh, having him up in that mix with everyone else and um, he definitely definitely deserved it. a lot of hard work and you know pretty big deal when he won uh, you know, like I said, uh, didn't want to spend too much time on this topic. I just, you know, kind of annoyed me. Like, you know, he had the Kane Velasquez, uh, him coming out. You could have had in that match Ray interfere, Kane make the save, 
Kofi still keeps the title, especially at Crown Jewel. If they uh, at Crown Jewel, if they end up doing uh, Kane versus Brock, they didn't really need the title in that. You know, you could have kept it on uh, Kofi for a little bit longer. In uh, when Brock was done doing whatever he was doing, and could have came back to Kofi and just kind of had Brock survive Kofi, not just you know completely uh, job him out. But on the um, on the other hand. Daniel Bryan did lose to Sheamus in eight seconds at WrestleMania, and uh, yeah, it was a big turning point for his career, and uh, he ended up being pretty, uh, pretty huge. I think uh, he had a pretty good run. What do you guys think? But uh, hopefully, uh, the same can happen for uh, Kofi Kingston. Uh, I enjoyed the rain, and uh, hopefully, like I said, he just gets to stay up in the mix up there with the big boys, you know, I'm not saying, like, leave the New Day behind, but, uh, you know, he is a main eventer, that, that's one of my favorite things in wrestling, when someone new enters the main event, someone new gets the title, it just, uh, to me, creates a bit of a shake-up, and I, I really like stuff like that, so, um, Kofi Kingston, 180 days, again, not too shabby, uh, let's hopefully, uh, he gets a couple more before his career's done. And, uh, yeah. Uh. So that was my uh, little rant on Kofi Kingston. I don't know why I did the uh, ring bells, but uh, I guess inside that those bells is when I'll be talking about wrestling. Like a big old mark. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, trying to think what else is uh, going on. Uh. Ooh, uh, this weekend I was, uh, I managed to pick up a WWE Retro Mattel action figure, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. I'm pretty excited for that. I love the retros. I love the uh, WWE Hasbro, well, sorry, WWF Hasbro figures from back in the day. The, uh, the retro line, I think uh, Mattel announced at San Diego Comic-Con that it was on hiatus, which I don't understand, uh such a cool throwback line I think they're putting on hold and they're doing like Masters of WWE Universe which is still pretty cool I'm a big Masters of the Universe fan but at the same time yeah I don't know man those retros were crazy plagued greatly by uh, distribution problems even uh, even now at uh, when you go to local Toys R Us you see Series 3 and I believe Series 7 or 8 I'm not even sure and such a gap, missing so many series, uh, you know, I see people finding them at uh, Five Below's in the States, it's funny because apparently they weren't popping up at Walmart's or Target's, and they went right to Five Below, so pretty crazy, but hopefully they're not on hiatus too long because they are great, I know a lot of people were harassing uh, people from Mattel about it, uh, pretty much like saying bring back Hasbro, uh, Hasbro, sorry, bring back retros, and you know, uh, companies like to be bullied, so, uh, send those petitions, but, uh, like I said, let's just hope, uh, in the near future they're back, <clears throat> excuse me, um, they bring them back, because they're really fun, great throwback item, uh, this weekend coming up, uh, I'll be wrestling at uh, Pro Wrestling Ontario 
in Burlington, Ontario. Um, it's going to be myself and the hacker Scotty O'Shea versus uh, uh, AC Coca and uh, Johnny D. And uh, good thing that uh, we are undefeated against tag teams with middle-aged guys teaming with teenage boys. So that should be pretty good. Um, and then on the Sunday, Germania Club in Hamilton, Ontario, uh, new school wrestling, NSW, no thanks needed. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Headlined by Alessandro Del Bruno taking on Brett Michael David for the uh, NSW Heavyweight Championship, currently held by BMD. Uh, I don't know what you don't call a world championship. I guess it's not a world title because it hasn't been defended all over the world. Um, yeah, also, I'll be taking on the uh, heavyweight Jake Jones for the NSW Brass Knuckles Championship, which uh, I am a former two-time Brass Knuckles champion in NSW. And, uh, you know, and I think it's time I... Uh, bring that division uh, back to where it once was. Uh, I think these guys forget that that's uh, a hardcore title. And, uh, you know, you get the odd uh, big brawl. Jake Jones and uh, Holden Albright had some crazy uh, battles over it. But uh, Jake Jones is uh, claiming he's the greatest champion. So uh, I guess I'm going to have to take the title from him and show him who the best ever is. Uh, also, uh, Scotty O'Shea will be taking on... Jeff Black, Roughhouse Jeff Black, uh, and for uh, the final time, we're going to get Fight or Flight versus Locked and Loaded for the NSW Tag Title, so uh, should be fun. Uh, following day on Thanksgiving Monday here in Canada, I will be uh, early in the day at a toy show as the uh, return of uh, UC Collectibles, uh, myself and Ethan Page will be at uh, the Collecticon Toy Show at uh, here in Hamilton. Uh, I just know it's at Michelangelo's. I can't offhand remember the address. I know it's Upper Ottawa. Uh, it's going to be a good little show. And then after that, I'll go celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, I will not be wrestling on Thanksgiving. But if you are available, I know Championship Wrestling from Ontario is having a show this Monday, so that should be uh, pretty cool. Uh, you know, bringing back the classic, you know, wrestling shows on holidays. Uh, they had a show back on Labor Day and had a pretty good turnout. Uh, yeah, that's just kind of uh, some shows happening, some uh, up-and-coming events this weekend. Um, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I'm hoping maybe uh, this weekend getting some interviews with uh, some of the other wrestlers on the shows or something. Uh, I've uh, noticed that uh, Mark Wheeler and uh, Gabriel Fuerza are uh, buying action figures. And uh, I love shit like that. Uh, I just, you know, action figure collecting is... Uh, it's my jam, and I like seeing uh, other people do it. It's uh, it's cool. It's also fun to like, uh, you know. I love going toy hunting with friends and stuff. It's uh, it's therapeutic, and it's uh, relaxing. Uh, speaking of action figures, uh, 
we just dropped When Geeks Collide on uh, YouTube and uh, Marvel Legends action figure review of Gambit. Uh, I'm doing that. It's uh, up. Uh, there's going to be a lot more because I have a lot of Marvel Legends to unbox. Also, have some DC Multiverse I still haven't gotten to, and uh, maybe even uh, I don't know, maybe even some WWE stuff. But uh, yeah, it's just lots coming up. I'm trying to get as much content as possible. Uh, doing the podcast by myself has been pretty cool. It's been weird uh, not knowing if I can. Uh, talk about uh, things or find anything to talk about uh, on my own for uh, any stretch of time. I also find it quite therapeutic. Uh, I don't get into like any deep dives because, you know, maybe I'll be when we have a guest on and I, have, I can have someone to, uh, you know, I can lay on the couch and uh, just uh, give them my, um, my thoughts nice little therapy sesh, but no, uh, gonna be some guests, like I said, uh, gonna be recording, uh, with, uh, the OG, uh, Logan Savage, uh, live, we'll, uh, record together, uh, I am loving his, uh, his Savage movie reviews, uh, I do want to check out, uh, Welcome to Marwin, uh, I find he has a way of, uh, talking things up, like, he can make stuff that I've had no interest ever in sound amazing, and, uh, then I end up getting into it, like, uh, Dexter and, uh, True Blood back in the day, also, like, podcasts, he'll tell me about podcasts and just totally get me into it, um, but yeah, uh, it's, you know, it's when geeks collide, and, uh, I haven't exactly been colliding with anyone, uh, you know, I did get a couple, <laughs> uh, emails, actually, or messages, uh, about people justifying, uh, the action for your scalping, and I, I get it, you know, it, it's a bit of, it's a business, uh, and I don't even mind, you know, the slight markup, but it's like, just, you know, if you're a true fan, you would, if you were looking for something, you wouldn't want to have to pay, uh, through, through the teeth, as they'd say. Uh, you'd want, you, is that even a saying, through the teeth? Is it through the nose? I don't even know. You wouldn't even want to give an arm, uh, give up an arm and a leg just to buy a, an action figure. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, any feedback you guys, you know, have at me. Uh, let me know. Uh, again, we're on Instagram, uh, when geeks collide. YouTube, When Geeks Collide, uh, Facebook, When Geeks Collide, on uh, Twitter, we are WGC Network, but if you look up When Geeks Collide, we pop up, uh, also, you can link from, uh, Sunset Crypt, uh, sunsetcrypt.com, uh, you know, you can find, uh, this show, and, uh, Wrestling With Myself, also some great articles from, uh, Jeff Smith, Kyle Davenport, uh, Scotty O'Shea. I have been writing an article. This is my first one I've ever written. And I don't want to sound stupid. I've been revising it. I keep going back. But hopefully I should have that done really soon. I just got to, you know, suck it up and just hope for the best. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, horror, horror movie talk. 
a little bit of wrestling thrown in there. You know, Kyle Davenport. Kyle Davenport's got a big uh, interview with Trey Miguel, Impact Wrestling superstar, and uh, he won't let anyone forget it. So please just go read it. It's in transcript form. Uh, yeah, just a lot of big things coming up. You know, with wrestling. You know, just trying to get as much. In general, just trying to get as much content out there for One Geek Glide and stuff linking from Sunset Crypt. But sunsetcrypt.com is the hub where you, from there you can find uh, the One Geek Glide podcast, wrestling, like I said, wrestling with myself, links to any videos posted, to YouTube channels, just everything. Uh, you know, just again, this is the fourth episode since we've been back. Uh, but I'm kind of getting bored with uh, being alone, so hopefully next week we will uh, have some a guest or two. Uh, yeah. Uh, myself, you can find me on Twitter, Renowned Brown, or on Instagram, Renowned Crusher, or on Facebook, uh, Bone Crusher Steve Brown. Uh, I try to keep my uh, dates up to date, but it hasn't really been working. Uh, yeah, uh, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm really happy with, uh, the way things have been going, uh, here. Uh, I love Anchor.fm, great, uh, app for posting podcasts. Uh, you know, Scotty O'Shea highly recommended it, and I've been using it, and I love it. Uh, it's easy to keep track of all the, uh, I guess, uh, the analytics, but I'm quite happy with the way the show uh, has gone, and I'm noticing uh, as weeks go on, older episodes are getting watched, uh, watched, uh, listened to. So building a little bit of an audience, and I'm happy. I'm not like looking to change the world, but I'm just you know, just a guy who's a big geek and uh, you know has a lot of free time. Well, not really, don't have any free time at all. But in in the uh, spare free moments I get. It's good just to uh, let my uh, inner geek out. And uh, on that note, I think I'm going to leave it. Uh, if this was wrestling with myself, we'd end it with uh, make like a baby and head out. But uh, I'm just going to uh, drop the mic, say uh, Steve, when geeks collide, geeks out. <laughs>